Hi, I'm Carol Pope, and you're listening to The Stewie Tunes Show with Tony Stewart and Aaron Badgley. Welcome to The Stewie Tunes Show. These are rock and roll stories in 10 minutes or less. Here's your host, Tony Stewart. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is episode five, and today we're going to be taking a look at one of rock and roll's weirdest coincidences, the 27 Club. There are numbers that are just considered to be unlucky, like 13, or in the case of rock music, 27. Some of the biggest names in rock and roll history have been members of something called the 27 Club. However, this is one club that you don't want to be a part of. The name 27 Club comes from the fact that all of these artists passed away at the age of 27. So who is in the 27 Club? The list is pretty long, actually. I'll go over seven of the members, three in this episode and four more in part two. Let's hop in the time machine and see where this all started. To find the first member of the club, we need to go all the way back to 1938. Robert Johnson is an almost mythical figure who had an enormous influence on later rock guitarists including Keith Richards, Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton. Clapton's band Cream covered one of Johnson's most famous tunes, Crossroad Blues, and Rolling Stone magazine placed their version as number three on its list of greatest guitar songs of all time. There's a lot of ambiguity surrounding Robert Johnson's early life. He was born in 1911 in Mississippi and spent most of his life in the Delta area, although there are stories that he toured as far north as Canada. That's the thing. So much of his early life is shrouded in mystery. We only have two known photographs of him. However, his recordings in 1936 and 1937 are well known. Johnson is known not only because of his guitar playing, but because of the legend of the crossroads, which was widely known in that area. It goes something like this. According to the story, Johnson was an average guitar player in his early 20s, then disappeared for a while. He came back and was astonishingly good, seemingly out of nowhere. Word started spreading that Johnson had gone to a crossroads, made a pact with the devil, selling his soul in exchange for gaining his talent and returned to impress audiences for the rest of his short life. When he did his recordings in 1936 and 1937, he sat in the corner of the room, which makes sense acoustically, but then he also turned his back so that people couldn't see what his hands were doing. Of course, all of this just added to the legend, and Johnson did little to dispel the mythology, understanding how valuable it could be. So how did Robert Johnson die? According to local legend, shortly after his 27th birthday, 
he made moves on the wife of the owner of a roadhouse where he was playing. The bartender offered him an open bottle of whiskey. Three days later, Johnson was dead from poisoning. More recent research suggests that he may have died from an aneurysm brought on by syphilis, but the poisoning makes for a more romantic story, which is perhaps why it has persisted. This is such a great story, and the legend of the crossroads is a real thing, so check it out. Next up, we have Brian Jones, a guitarist and founding member of the Rolling Stones. Brian Jones died in 1969, shortly after he parted ways with the Stones due to a variety of causes, including his excessive substance abuse. It looks like his death was caused by his own foolish behavior. The official story was that Jones had mixed alcohol and drugs and decided to take a dive into his swimming pool, which didn't end well, as he was found lying at the bottom. However, a lot of people question whether this version of events actually happened, including members of the Stones themselves. According to fellow guitarist and band member Keith Richards, I don't know what happened, but there was some nasty business going on. The official coroner's report listed the cause of death as death by misadventure. If you're enjoying this show, please click subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you get a chance, leave a five-star rating and write a review. Thanks. Now, back to the show. Now we're going to meet one of the female members of the 27 Club, Janice Joplin. Janis Joplin was one of the most influential rock singers of the 60s and had one of the most distinctive singing voices in rock history. She was often compared to Elvis Presley for her ability to captivate an audience. After her incredible performance at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967, she shot to fame as the lead singer of a group called Big Brother and the Holding Company. After releasing a few albums with the band, she embarked on a short but amazing solo career which included hit songs like Me and Bobby McGee, Peace of My Heart, Cry Baby, Ball and Chain, Summertime, and her original song Mercedes Benz, which was her final recording. Throughout her short life, Joplin struggled with drug addiction and depression. After having gone clean for a brief period of time, she relapsed. On October 4, 1970, she was found dead on the floor of her Los Angeles hotel room. The cause of death was a drug overdose, and just like that, Joplin became another member of the 27 Club. Guitarist Jimi Hendrix had died only a month before Joplin did, also at the age of 27. I'll be talking about him in part two of this story. By this time, the idea of a 27 Club was starting to emerge, 
although it took another 25 years for the idea to really take hold in the public's consciousness. That's all we have for today, but in part two you'll see how two more recent and very tragic deaths really added to the mystique surrounding the number 27. As always, thanks for listening. Please stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Stewie Tune Show. For more rock and roll stories in 10 minutes or less, hit subscribe.